I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I went up to this girl. She said, hi, my name is Sheena. I thought she'd be good for a little funky cold Medina. She said I like a drink. I was like, hmm, okay, I get, whoops, I'll go get it. Then a couple of sips, she, she called lip to lips, and I knew that she was with it. I think he was talking about some uh, roofies or something. <laughs> Need to go back and look at them lyrics again. Hey, I know. Welcome to the Black Outers Podcast. It's your host Rod and Karen. I know. I feel kind of creepy talking to Sheena. I know. I, I had to say your name for you because you just wasn't paying no attention. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sheena messed me up. She was cold cut with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'll say it again. Welcome to the Black Outers Podcast. It's your host Rod and Karen. I'm on cue this time. Hey, and um. Basically, this is our feedback episode. Uh, we're just going off of a couple episodes we had this week. We had some technical issues. Um, yes. So, we wanted to put out more. And we actually sat down and recorded more podcasts than yes, you're did. ever going to get to hear. Yes. Um, we did one last Friday with Larian and Chick Fingers. Yes. And then we did, uh, you know, the show Sunday with Steve. Yes. And uh, we did, of course, the feedback show that Saturday. Yes. So that's already up to three. You're never going to hear the one with Larry because apparently I forgot to record it. Um, <laughs> then we did Then we did another show on Tuesday. Yes. With uh, Chick Figures, Larian, and that sports babe. Yes, and, we did. Uh, we talked about the NBA. Yes. And then we recorded another show Thursday. Yes, we did. With... Uh, our girl Miss Music Lover. Yes, we did. But she was having some technical issues with her mic, so you'll never get to hear that show either. I know. So, <laughs> so we worked hard as shit to, to put out a couple less shows than we would like. Um, don't forget, look the podcast up on iTunes, Facebook, and Podomatic. Search for The Black Guy Who Tips. Leave us a comment or a voicemail because we are working very hard to get this stuff out to you. And, you know, we're worth it. You know, so go ahead and make sure you do that. Uh, also, you can email the show, theblackouttips at gmail.com. And you can always call the show, 704-557-0186. We will play your voicemails. Uh, some of y'all are getting a little long with the voicemails. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I just thought I would, uh, you know reference that because you know we do like doing these shows but you know it's like my man Hollywood Larry was saying when we first started this and he said be careful because the voicemails might get too long and stuff like that and you know now that we got people leaving you know eight minute voicemails five minute voicemails let's just try to try this out and try to keep them a little shorter maybe down to about three minutes and uh, it'll help the show go along because I don't want people turning off the show because they're like, oh, shit, this is the Ty Diamond show or whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, and we, we also read, you know, the Twitter feedbacks, you know, the um, iTunes responses. So we do a lot of other things than just strictly voicemails. But we do thank you for all your voicemails because we do want to hear what you got to say. We just would like it in a more condensed format. Yeah, and I don't want to have to start cutting people's voicemails off or just not playing them because they're too long because, you know, I think you guys are funny as shit. And, uh, you know, I would really hate to be like, like, all right, well, look, no one can listen to this funny-ass voicemail because it's eight minutes long, and, you know, who the fuck wants to listen to that, you know? Or just, it's, you know, it's eight minutes long, and people are, you know, tuning in to hear us, and then they're getting pissed because it's like, oh, man, I tried to listen to your feedback show, and it was everybody else talking, so. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we'll get to all that in a second. Let's just get to some voicemails. Yeah. Um, so y'all can hear. And, uh, you know, and for the record, most of y'all do keep them about three minutes or yeah. less. And, yeah, most people are fine. You know, I really appreciate that. So, thanks, guys. Um, and I'm not bitching at you. Mm-mm. Don't take it personal, man. We just got to cut back on some of the left of these voicemails. Because we started to do this show to keep the show shorter. Yes. And the, if, if this show starts getting to be an hour and a half, I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. We're going to have to get paid. Y'all better don't. Donate then, damn it. That's the only way you're going to be able to leave a 10 minute voicemail. <laughs> you have to pay per minute. That's right. <laughs> so, the unofficial sport of the podcast is. Unofficial sport is the bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. That's right. And of course, the official weapon of the podcast is. The taser. All right, let's do our first voicemail. Hey, this is Michelle. I'm calling um, while I'm doing my usual drive and listening to your guys' podcast. And there's a couple of things I want to discuss. 
first to play here, I just finished listening to the podcast when he was featured. Love his voice. Player hair, you have a sexy voice, just thought I'd throw that out there. Um, also, I love how he's a little bit into the conspiracy theory thing. I am too, and I don't think all of them are untrue. I mean, the more you find out about our government, what they used to do in the 50s and 60s, these experiments, you know, Tuskegee and Guatemala and Puerto Rico, the more I'm like, what have they told us? Like, what are, what, what are we going to find out? In- oh, shit. Did I do that? I think you did. What oh, did you do? I think I switched up the thing. Uh, sorry about that, Michelle. Um, but I think you meant the dark hater. Yes, she did. Yeah, because um, the player hater is the dude who talks about relationships. Yes. And he also has a deep voice, but the dark hater is the one who talks about conspiracies and the Illuminati. Yes, now he does have a sexy baby. I love your voice, but he does have a sexy voice, too. I got to agree with Oh, you. yeah, I agree. I, you know, I listen to it when I masturbate. I mean, what's wrong with that? <laughs> But um, nah, he was uh he was a real cool guest, and um, I I hate that I messed up your voicemail, but I can't replay it now. We just talked about that. But oh. let but she called back. Oh, she cool. So let's let's see what happened. Hey, this is Michelle again. I forgot. Um, it's not the player hater I was um talking about with the second voice. The dark hater from the Hater Rock podcast. Sorry, I just want to get that clear. Also, another
um, listening back because I had called into that show on my break because of course I was live. I called into that show on my lunch break and commented. And I think when I was listening back, Rod was like the next person that called after me and he said a whole bunch of stuff. So I was like, wow, I didn't even think about that. So when very on plus the shop was like, well, let me go check them out. And so I downloaded you guys and I've been hooked there ever since. Um, I'm also tip to uh, where's my 40 acres. And um, I think who I'm going to check out next is Hater Rock because I just heard a show episode. I think it was like episode 81. Um, kind of behind. But yeah, I just heard an episode with him. He was great. So I'm going to check out his show. Um, and hopefully, uh, I can donate to you guys sometime soon. Um, I'm in the process of moving and, uh, you know, spurs is tight right now, but, uh, <laughs> hopefully one day I'll be able to chime in on that end. And, uh, speaking of relocating, just something just off the top of my head, um, if you guys can comment, have any tips in regards of relocating, um, I don't know if you guys ever relocated aside from my college, if you guys ever did that. If you have any tips, like, I can use them because I'm excited and I'm nervous at the same time. And like my greatest fear really is to just get lost and not be able to find my way home. And I know I'll probably just die. And like, you know, <laughs> it would just be ridiculous. So I was wondering what you guys would take on relocating or if you guys could provide me to insight on that. That would be great. Um, keep it good work. Uh, see you later. Bye-bye. Aww. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> Uh, please, yeah, beep the one more time. Okay. All right. And, uh, oh. yes. Yeah, got it. She must not get she hung up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me move off her message before she, uh... Before she started redialing. <laughs> <laughs> now, first of all, man, that's awesome that she found the show. And we, me and Karen talk about that all the time, about how, you know, we try, I try to put the show out there by genuinely re-interacting with people because... Uh-huh. You know, I know offense to people that I don't interact with, but, you know, if I'm feeling your shit, I'm definitely going to try to uh, at least let you know. And, True. But I never go into anything thinking, let me call Yeah Right Radio to get listeners for the Black Guy Test Podcast. No. Like that, like, I don't even think I plugged the show. No, I think Larry did. That's right. And that's what I realized about a lot of stuff you do. A lot of times you just go on being yourself and the other person will end up plugging the show, which is fine with us. Yeah. Um, because we want people to listen because they really like you, not because you're a walking billboard. Yeah, and I also like how the fans are so, like, the fans that fuck with our show really, really are loyal and yes, they, they actually are, are open minded and it's cool that when I say like man you should probably check this out that they check those things out and they get enjoyment a lot of times because yes. you know my main thing is I don't want to say check out this guy because they paid me to tell you to check him out Yeah, I don't want to say it because um I feel like I owe the person, so you need to check them out. Yeah. You know, I, you know, no offense to other podcasters, I've had people approach us and say, "Hey, why don't you do this or that for my show?" And you know, I'll do something for you. And it's like, if I haven't even listened to your show, I'm not gonna do that. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna because I don't know. I might turn your shit on and it might be whack. And now I gotta tell everybody. My bad about listening to that whack shit. You know what I'm saying? That's true. And um, and we're so busy. A lot of times it takes us a while to get to listen to other people's podcasts other than the ones that are in our normal rotation. Right, yeah. And, um, and like, uh, the stuff about my voice, I mean, I appreciate that. That's probably the first and only compliment I would get on my voice <laughs> on this podcast. I know. Most of it's about me being country. Yeah, most most people call in about uh, Cares Laugh or, I guess, Sexy, Sexy Voices. <laughs> uh, and that deep, deep baritone. Yeah, yeah what up, baby? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I I don't have a quiet storm voice. So, uh, but yeah, I appreciate that. And um, and I, the other thing too is when it comes to relocating. She was talking about that. Mm-hmm. The only thing I really know about relocating is from school and stuff. And um, the main thing I would say is get to meet you some cool people. You know, if you can find some people you can kind of click with a little bit, meet them, you know, tell them listen to our podcast, and, um, not just kidding about that part, but, um, <laughs> meet them, and then, um, 
you know, kind of branch out from there. I would, I would definitely try my best to roll with a couple of cool locals. If you have any family or friends in the oh, area, that's right. start in that circle and work your way out. Yeah. Because uh, I really find it more than directions and shit like that. The biggest part about relocating and friendships and all that stuff is finding people to hang out with and, and stuff to do. True. Yeah, that's true, and I know for me, and not to get out subject, the biggest thing about it, I know, girl, if you're moving, let me tell you what you do. Walmart always did, this is for people who's moving in time, Walmart always have boxes they're busting open, so if you go early in the morning, girl, you get all the moving boxes you can get for free, and you ain't got to pay $5.99 for it. That's for you people that's moving. <laughs> I'm not save your money in time. Yeah, so if you, if you need those kind of tips, this is the black guy who leaves tips about how to move. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she asked about relocating. That's a part of it. The boxes is high. And I do believe it when she said customer service, people ask stupid questions. Uh, people that call customer service. Because, I mean, I've one, I've called customer service with a stupid question before. Well, I knew that they heard they like probably had to answer this before. But sometimes you fuck with something so long, you just get to your wits end. And so you call and then, you know, it's like, oh, well, did you try resetting the box and whatever? Yeah. But um, I used to get mad at customer service because I feel like, hey, I'm a competent human being. If I call you, I have exhausted everything in my Say that capacity. again. Don't you think I've plugged, I've unplugged, I've turned on, I've turned off, I've rebooted, I've reset, I've done everything. But at the same time, you have some people that don't. Immediately right. when they have a problem, they call and just start panicking and the answer's on the screen, but they ain't got system to look up. Right. That's why I that's why I am patient with them. And I try to be patient with everybody, but yeah. that's why I'm patient with customer service in particular because a lot of times there is a dude that they really did say, well, sir, is the TV on? And then it's like, oh, shit, the TV's not on. <laughs> like, there is some dude that did that shit. So, I'm oh, not... Oh, the power button is on the left and not the right. Right. Yes, it is, sir. So, I'm not going to be the dude that's going to piss off customer service. <laughs> and get no help. That. So, all right. So, Ty Diamond left us a long voicemail. So, I'm going to hit play and just, I'm going to go get some water and come right back. You guys enjoy the stylings of Ty Diamond. Yo. Rod, Karen, me, Ty Diamond. What up, Ty? Uh, calling in this week to see, see what's up. Say hey. And, uh, you know, give you guys some thoughts. Uh, you know, I didn't call in last week, so I got a two-week load to drop on you. This is a bad boy. Two-week load. Anyway, I want to talk about the show uh, real quick. Um, episode 82, I told you this on Twitter, but... You know, I think that was probably the most funniest episode I've ever heard. Um, it's just everything can take me on point. Even Karen, she, you know, normally she gets just a couple jokes in, but she really put in work that episode. And, uh, the music, I don't think I've ever said it, but it, I mean, you guys always pick the best music as far as for the intros and the outros. Um, there's been maybe one or two that, you know, weren't my tape, but they were still good, and so you guys get perfect day on that. <laughs> um, the concussion episode, yeah, with Steve White, it was very enlightening, and, I mean, I agree with everything he said, and, I mean, he is not disagree, like, would you tell some six foot two, three hundred pound dude <laughs> do that? <laughs> I think so. But, um, my opinion, like, I hate the NFL, but I love football, so, um, I have to, I guess, support it, but definitely help the players. They get all their money, and they get um, the rule and stuff to change to help them out. Um, Deshaun Jackson, I believe, is he's coming back, and he's getting a special helmet, you know, to help for, uh, prevent concussions, and hopefully they make that mandated throughout the league to help with um, protection for the players. Um, my dog peed on my shirt a little bit um, a week ago, and it wasn't a full pee, but it was like a couple dots, and um, this was advertising for time to go. Right. <laughs> um, put the thing on there, this little pin or something, and I wiped off the pee, and it was gone. Like You couldn't even tell. I got R. Kelly on my shirt. Um, <laughs> Nicki Minaj, she, she released a song. Oh, hold on one second. <laughs> he put us on hold. <laughs> no wonder his message was so long. So let's go to his next message because I'm assuming that's the end. Yo, what's that up? It's uh, VK again. <laughs> Why? Well, I was leaving that voice, I got called by the uh, the Evil Empire. 
uh, GameStop, and uh, I'm, I'm guy. <laughs> 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 so, uh, yeah, that's good. Oh. Man. I don't know what to say. I lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, Nicki Minaj. Um, you know, she had that song come out, um, Romans Revenge, and. Yes. You know, I'm kind of like you, Ron, with a certain artist, whatever, or just in general, like things I don't want to, I may get a glimpse of something of hope and I'll hang on until I just can't take anymore. Right. Nicki Minaj, I'm, I'm through with her. Um, of course, you know, it's all Eminem. No one's really going to stand up to Eminem, but I mean, I already knew that. I was hoping she could at least rap, and uh, she can't rap. Nope. And I just, You're just not picking it up? I'm down with Nicki, so um, thanks for that track. Eminem killed it. Uh, MC Hammer, he had that song with uh, Jay-Z, I mean not with Jay-Z, uh, this song Jay-Z, and that disc was probably one of the wackiest discs in history, um, and I think maybe because uh, he uh, had amnesia, uh, for two reasons I believe, one, he forgot that he was nowhere, he has nowhere near the amount of money Jay-Z has, um, and also he forgot he can't rap, and you know what, he forgot he was MC Hammer, so the whole reason was wrong, like, that discredits him of going against Jay-Z, but the song actually, the template was pretty good. I want to know what y'all thoughts were about that. And, um, you know, maybe definitely he could have released that as a single or reworked it and he tried to ride his career. And, uh, he definitely is a boss. Um, I don't <laughs> think I want to talk about those, uh, Bad Girls Club. I was thinking Drake's, uh, Best I Ever Had song on Def Jam, I found out Cat, is actually in, in, um, in that video, she has a little speaking part asking if she's the best. Um, they have a house in Key West. Like, how do they keep dirty up these houses? They were there for a day or two and it looked worse than Bad Girls Clubhouse. <laughs> um, I don't know why they keep talking about codes and ethics when they're, you know, they have none, no standards at all whatsoever. Uh, the fight thing, they had, um, I don't know why they keep doing the, the little Jack Johnson, John Mayer rip-offs, you know, doing the, the fights and stuff. They need to put some ignorant music, like uh, Waka Flocka or some Chris Brown songs on there. And, you know, a lot of Jack has been going on lately, you know, your show and stuff. And, you know, I got Jack too. Uh, Krista stole my idea for the letter that she wrote to Leah. And so I want my credit. Christian, I know you listen to this show. So, you know, give me a shout out. All up here. My credit for my letter. Alright, other than that though, peace guys. I'm a new GameStop employee. Alright, So it looks like now we got to hook up a GameStop, dog. I know, oh. right? Oh. Yeah, let me know your employee code and, uh, you know, I will take half off of the used video games. <laughs> um, <laughs> ain't that fucked up though when you get a good uh, a job somewhere? And motherfuckers start immediately trying to get you to hook them up with shit. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. we we wouldn't do that. We nah, we just messing with you. Mm, I nah, don't, I would do that. Nah, I, don't get no, me wrong. But I, want, I just I, I want niggas to keep their jobs. I don't want you to be unemployed robbing me. I mean, no, this podcast is officially a podcast that gets people's jobs. Uh, that's right now. We just had Ty Diamond get a job while he was on the phone for us. So that is true. The Black Guy with Tips podcast officially gets people jobs. That's right. We make people millionaires. Yes. Uh, yeah, Anthony is. We got him a job with the net. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like you need to be listening to this podcast just to increase your own wealth. Yes, and one thing I can say, uh, that that tie stuff, that junk works. Tied to go. Yeah, that little tied to go thing. You that, don't have any, do we? No, we don't have any. How you know it works? One of my coworkers had one. Man, she had a spot on her pants. She took it, she rubbed it, and she patted it, and it'll be like a little wet spot. But as it dries, the spot dissolves. Oh, uh, well, maybe I need to get it. But them niggas ain't paying us, so I'm not plugging their product no more. Oh, uh, anyway, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, no, he bought it up, and I wanted people to know that it's a very good product. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, we definitely give people jobs, man. Now, you know, cool. You work for GameStop, man, and uh, we'll get you GameStop. We'll get to GameStop a little bit later in the podcast. Um, yeah, the concussion show was kind of a serious show. Yes, it was. And I was worried that people wouldn't like it because while it was informative, we weren't... I'm not going to be making jokes about Steve White and concussions. Ooh, 
that that's that's not the time to for his show. face. No, you know what I'm saying. But nah, I, I definitely. I mean, plus it's not that funny to me. I mean, yeah. but it was informative, yeah. and you know, players don't really talk about him like yeah. that. And I don't know about you, but I like my brain a lot, and I want it to function very well. Yeah, so that was cool, man. Um, the Nicki Minaj Eminem song called Roman's Revenge. You guys can all Google it. Man, Nicki Minaj is whack. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. I'll put it out there. I think she's one of those artists that people like less for her talent and more for her image. And it happens a lot. And especially women in hip-hop, they want to support other women. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you see a black dude on the swim team. You're like, oh, shit, I've never seen that. So... You just want him to do well, you know. Yeah. Uh, when I see Sean Livingston playing for the Bobcats and he's so skinny, it's just like I want him to not get hurt. So that's true. I'm rooting for him harder than I normally would, but I can't do that with Nicki Minaj. Like I remember when I talked, you know, uh, uh, Shanda TV said um, she she heard me on that show about the fin- where's the film C on Larian show, mm-hmm. yeah, right, radio. And, um, and you can check Blog Talk Radio, just search for Yeah Right Radio and, or search for Larian and that show will come up. But that was what my point was for them is like, look what these women have as examples to aspire to. And then look at how we marginalize them and they never really can build their own community. They're always at each other's throats. And you see that happening with Nicki Minaj. She's not, to my, in my opinion, she's not that talented. No, she's very one-dimensional. But she'll never be able to grow as an artist because as soon as she's on the spot, Lil' Kim's dissing her. They're asking Eve about her in interviews. They're asking, you know, just... Yeah, like, they just want to keep that up. And on top of that, especially when it comes to female MCs, it's a lot of very intelligent women that have may have even went into the field and tried that have witty lines that, you know, wrote poems and, right. and haikus and all this stuff and they was like what like I look like a hoe what I, you know yeah. I, you know and they was like this ain't for me so they went off and we became doctors and lawyers we're not ready for a Lauren Hill people always pine for well what about when Lauren Hill was doing music we're not ready to have Lauren Hill back because honestly we're not capable of really respecting women like here's a genre of music where we're constantly calling women hoes talking about fucking them talking about gold digging and shit and the ones who do step up to the mic the first thing they do is call themselves a hoe call themselves a bitch call you know like they want to embrace that and we're trying to make them be men they're not able to be feminine like what i respect about women is the same thing i respect about karen the same thing i respect about women in general and it is that femininity, and there's strength in that femininity. It is. So I don't actually sit around going, okay, um, in order for Karen to make a point to me, she needs to come at me like a dude. Like, there's no dude that's sitting around saying that's what he really needs in a woman. I know it's so, and I, you know, I don't want to have extra testosterone. I'm good. Right. Well, I mean, and I think rap-wise, that's how people feel is like, well, okay. you know, if a woman's got to get on the mic, she got to be like Rod Diggers. She got to come at me yeah, and tell me she how she'll kill me and all this. And I'm like, dude, that's yeah. not really what I respect about women no. in general. And on top of that, when it comes from a woman perspective, it ain't, nah, ain't got to be all lovey-dovey and roses, but at the same time, you have to be realistic. And on top of that, I, I agree with you because most uh, women MCs, with the exception of a few, have they make their voices deep. Oh, you know, right. like like they come across with that male perspective. Right. When you're not a man, and I'm, yeah, you know, I'm a, not knocking it. And, and I the like thing some is, of the, songs. the thing is too, as a fan of women and rap, which is almost seems like. Dudes don't want to be anymore. Yeah, like dudes don't want to be fans of women and rap. It's just I like niggas and rap. Uh, it's almost like that joke on um on Boondocks where they had the song where Gangsta Delicious talking about homie over hoes and they was all doing that gay shit. That's how I feel like a lot of rap is. It's so macho that it's almost fucking gay. And uh, I would rather have women that are like women I know but on the mic. You know what I'm saying? I like strong female perspective from a woman i don't like i mean i'm right now to be honest the best female rappers in the game are dudes drake kid cuddy bob uh, uh, that nigga bob like all these dudes uh are rapping from the i'm even wale wale raps more about how what women should be proud about and being strong than a fucking woman right now that is sad and the sad part is is that if one comes and she's intelligent she's bright 
they'll get a hold of her and just want her just to change her whole style. And they won't even, right. she won't even hit the light of day. Like nobody. She will walk away. Out. If Lauren Hill came out right now, we would be like, okay, what we need you to do is get some ass implants, put on this wig, and start cursing. And she'd be like, I'm the fuck out of here. Just like she walked away from the game in the past, you know. And I feel like that's why we we had this void as female rappers in the game because you have a bunch of people who are capable of eviscerating you. And at the same time, showing vulnerability as a woman, and nobody wants to promote that shit. You know, I'm sure there's women like that on the underground. Of um, course. You know, I, I'm like this is like uh, I listened to Nikki Lynette, um, who I found on Twitter uh, out of Chicago, and um, she has an album called Roses and Guns, and like even with her, it's like she's actually presenting female vulnerable vulnerability but also able to handle herself on the mic and not just try to be like I'm just like a dude let me tell you this shit like she's like I respect that shit so much more than I'll ever respect a Nicki Minaj you know so anyway even the female rappers in the past that had dudes writing for them I don't respect that shit like so big wrote your shit and I should respect you as a woman on the mic no you sound like big light you know what I'm saying? You sound like you sound like Lil Jay Z, Foxy Brown. Like I'm, I'm not. I don't want to hear this shit. All right, so we got another one. Let's see. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Montoya K. Holland and y'all again. Hey, I was just calling to see what y'all thought about this past election cycle. See, I'm extremely cynical, so I don't think any one of them are any good for us. And um, so when I'm expressing that opinion on Twitter and stuff, I started asking the question: What's worse? A person that doesn't vote or an uneducated voter. Now, 80% of those folks said people that don't vote are worse. I disagree. And so I got to see all this go, vote, go, vote, go, vote on Twitter and Facebook. And I'm like, man, y'all don't even know what y'all voting for. You just saying you're Democrat because you're black and you think that's what we're supposed to do. <laughs> and I, I disagree. And when I engage people, they get mad at me. Just like, when I say Tupac is overrated or something, they're ready to fight. And then, when the Democrats got their ass handed to them, you know, they all mad. And they mad for like two days until we can get out of jail. And they just got all ah! And that's, that's my whole right. The whole don't vote issue. Everybody, if you're really into it, be into it. Don't just say it because it sounds good. But anyway... That was, that was on the brain. I decided how to highlight y'all for that. Anyway, man, y'all put good work, man. Can't wait for the next show. Uh, <laughs> Alright, number one. How do I, how do you feel about voting, Karen? I believe in voting, but also you need to vote on stuff that you know about. And a lot of times you need to find out about the candidates. And I can say that I am guilty of not always knowing all the candidates. You know, because the truth be told, you would have to be like a, um, and no offense to anybody, you basically have to be like a history geek or buff in order to know, okay, you in the fifth digit, you in the eighth digit, you for this and you for that. I mean, it's, it's just, you've been bothered with so much. Um, but I think most people to simplify that with you voting for a hundred people when you go in there on November 11th, they go straight ticket. Right. Well, let me tell you something. Voting is bullshit, man. All right. <laughs> it's complete, utter bullshit. Your vote does not actually count. You know what I'm saying? Nothing's going to change. It's just a different party of motherfuckers stealing from us than it was a week ago. It's really nothing like motherfuckers act like some shit personally in their life is going to change. The only real honest to goodness good politician I've seen in my lifetime so far has probably been Barack Obama trying to fulfill all the promises that he ran on. And they hate that nigga for that shit. They hate him. Liberals hate him because he's not left enough. And even though he ran as a centrist, Republicans hate him because, you know, he Democrat. So like these the motherfuckers is it's impossible to please. Oh, alright, hold on a second. I'm sorry. Oh, a little behind the scenes. Sorry, Karen had to go use the bathroom in the middle of this podcast. I'm sorry, so, y'all. Uh anyway, like I was saying, the white man <laughs> is got us all food. Nah, seriously though, man. Um, I voted because my dad sent me an email that said if you don't oh, vote, that harass the hell out of you, man. He said if you don't vote, I will disown you. We can't have and that. So going I on. responded back and I said, "Okay, go Demo- go Republicans." <laughs> and he said back, "You traitor." 
<laughs> so uh, I went ahead and voted, and the way I've tricked myself into voting is every two years I put a sticker on my fitted Yankees hat that yes, says I voted. And I only do it to piss my white friends off because most of them are Republicans and conservatives and shit. And they know I'm about to go in there and pull the lever for some Democrats. So, you know, I'm an asshole like that. We do asshole things as friends. That's yeah. what we do to each other. And if you vote for Republican, they'll never know. Yeah, but I'm not uh-huh. voting. I'm telling you right now, I ain't vote. I did not vote Republican this time. Um, and my dad told me to go vote Democrat. So, um, <laughs> and I'm a good son, so I did it. But, um, you know, I also, you know, after I vote or whatever, I put the sticker on my hat, and it's good for about two years, and then I do it every two years. And oh, that's the expiration date every two years? Th- that's when the sticker start falling apart, coincidentally. <laughs> Another conspiracy. Looks like the voting sticker's part of the Illuminati. <laughs> um, it's designing, and we talk about voting. They have some of the dumbest stuff on the ballots. I'm like you. Everything they said, money towards houses, money towards cars, I voted yes. Yeah, I gave away all the government's money. Yes, it's I my did. money. Like I don't get these people that's like, I I voted against the schools. The government need to stop spending the money. Are they gonna stop taking the fucking money? Because no. the money is gone to me. Maybe it's just yeah. the way I live, but the money is gone. Once it's out of my check, ain't shit if I can do with it. So if I can see it show up in a new school or I in a no the roads, the roads get repaid. Yes, 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 and more yes. And I also said yes. I would like felons to be the sheriff. Me too. <laughs> I don't. I don't care. I don't think it would pass because no. you know people don't like to see felons live their dreams. But here's what I'm saying: If you're a convicted felon, you do your crime and you get out. Who the fuck am I to stop you from getting your job? I don't root against Michael Vick. You know what I'm saying? So how, once you do your time, you do your fucking time. So if you can do that and become a sheriff, the way I see it, hey, you probably know the inner workings of the criminal mind because your ass been in there with him. You know what I'm saying? It's like how Batman had to go to jail in Tibet or whatever the fuck it was on Batman Begins. And then he understood how how a criminal could steal and because he was so hungry. And once he understood the desperation of an average crook, he was able to better fight them. That's how I feel about giving away the vote and shit. And, uh, you know, the, and, the, and the thing is, too, man, none of us are shit. Let's all come off of our horses. Like, Montorius K, he's a funny dude, but let's be honest. You were fucking with niggas that day to talk about, yeah, I'm going to vote Republican, or y'all ain't even going to vote Republican. You need to give people a reason to vote Republican. You know what I'm saying? It's not just I'm voting Democrat because I'm black. Who's trying to get your vote and who's not? Who's actually going out and soliciting your vote because people vote for the people who pander to them. That's true now. Now, when have you seen any Republican pander to the black vote the same way that the Democrats do? And I'm not saying either one is better. I'm just saying one's trying to get your vote and one's not. So how are you at fault for voting to the people who put your interest higher? That's true. You know, we need to get off our high horse and start stop asking black people to vote Republican just to be different and shit. Give me a reason to vote for your ass, John McCain. You know what I'm saying? Like I see what how it goes down to Arizona. You know what I'm saying? By the time I get to Arizona, the race y'all don't even celebrate MLK Day. Nope. Like why, why why should I be voting for you? What's special about the Republican Party over the Democrats if you want me to? They was on the wrong side of civil rights. It's hard to Come back from that, man. Okay? That's a big loss. <laughs> That's a huge loss. We couldn't even be the black guy who tips. Yeah. We'd be the slaves who didn't tip. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know, dude. I, they was on the wrong side of civil rights, and I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, and, and now both parties do have their ups and downs and their issues, but right. at the same time, man, people do vote for whoever... Well, puts their hands out and say, hey, I think you're important. Yeah, that's all it is. It's that simple, man. It's not about black and white, mm-hmm. Democrat, Republican. Nope. One nigga talking about giving you some money and one is talking about taking away your mama, your grandmama's uh, welfare. And you be like, okay, I know who I'm in for. I know it's so. Plus, I don't want my daddy to disown me. <laughs> Hi, Rob. Hi, Karen. Uh, this is Courtney, a.k.a. Courtney Go Me Out off of Twitter. I just want to say I love the show and you guys keep up the good work. Um, I was calling in response to the last show that you had with Larry when you were discussing about how the NFL never makes any um, rules that benefit the defense anyway. And I just wanted to get your opinion on um, the Indianapolis and Houston game on Monday where Peyton Manning, um, the rule got 
turned over the I'm sorry the play got turned over on the on the play where he slid feet first. But the rule is that it's still the ball is still in motion as long as the player doesn't hit the ground. So obviously Peyton Manning uses magical white boy powers <laughs> to hover over the ground while sliding without touching the ground. So pretty much this benefits the quarterback and gives the quarterback the ability to get two extra yards while sliding and he's not and the defense isn't allowed to hit him. So how do you feel about this? Do you think it's unfair? Once again, I love the show and keep up the good work. Bye. All right, uh, Courtney, that was Steve White on the show about concussions. I don't think we talked to Larry about concussions. No, um, last time I talked to Larry was about basketball. Okay, yeah, so it was uh, Steve White was about the concussions, but that play in particular with Peyton Manning, here's the rule. You can't hit Peyton Manning, and Peyton Manning gets to do what he wants. <laughs> Everybody knows this. I don't know why we acting like this is brand new. <laughs> Peyton Manning says that was a first down, ref. The refs get together and they talk to each other and then they go, you're right, Mr. Manning, sir. That was a first down. And that's all that happened on that play. I didn't see anything special about it. But, uh, of course, there's another rule that benefits the offense. Um, and, like I said, with most of this sports shit, don't look at the game. Think about the money. You pay quarterbacks so much money. Ooh, yes, you do. You don't want them getting hit. No, because they're the only player on the field that can slide. And not get hit. Yeah, anybody else slide, they're going to look at you slide right past them, hit you, and keep it pushing. Right. And so, uh, when he slid or whatever, they're supposed to actually stop the ball where the where you initially contact the field. So, and it's, all, it's fucking impossible to slide without, you know, immediately contacting the field if you slide butt first, which is how they teach you. It basically teach you curl your legs up, slide on your on your thighs and your ass, and where you first touch the ground, that stops your momentum. Okay. So even if you hit that slide six extra yards, they come they bring the ball back to where you initially hit the ground. But I'm sure there's just a bad ruling in that case. And I didn't I don't recall that play in particular because I probably just chalked it up to Peyton Manning is the best quarterback I've ever seen and yeah. everybody's on his dick, so they just gave him a call. Yeah, and then on top of that, let's keep it real. Nobody wants to see a six-five game, right? You know, I'm just gonna keep. Six, you mean six points to five points? Yeah, six okay. points to five points, like your total score for four quarters. Right. Nobody yeah. wants to see that with these great defenses. Everybody yeah. wants to see a high-scoring game, so that's why they protect the offense, and especially the quarterback, because if ain't nobody to throw, ain't nobody catching. Yeah, and I feel for Steve, man, but I, you know, it's like I told him when he was here, man. Um, nobody want to see that shit, man. We do not. If defensive players. Had it the way they want to have it, that football would be unwatchable. It'd be some terrible. Cause shit. they would beat the shit out of them boys on the other side. That's what they like to do. That's their job. Their job is to fuck shit up. So if you want to sell that as your top billing, the ratings are gonna go down tremendously. Cause nobody's tuning in to watch their favorite team just get fucked up and then fuck other people up. We want to see like the occasional interruption of defense. We don't like smothering defense. Everybody talks like they do, but those 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 games where they actually had those slobber knockers, a lot of times people are just like, it's cool for once in a while, but I'm not watching 16 of those. So, all right, we got last voicemail. Cool. Right, Karen is staying again. What up? Uh, this is take two. Um, quick points, uh, just to follow up on last uh, week's feedback episode, uh, game developers are also using DLC to capitalize um, on the money aspect, but they're also charging uh, users. If you don't buy a game new, they're charging you um, money to play online. So I know THQ, I know EA Sports is doing it with their Madden series and the NBA series, and I know THQ is doing it with um, the UFC or whatever, but a lot of gaming companies are doing that, and they're kind of like punishing you for buying it used to play the whole game. So um, another thing, I don't know if you've been to my page, Rod, but there's a list on there, the Black Guy Who Tips uh, list, where I basically added everybody that, that I know of that's been on the show if they're on Twitter, so that's a good idea for you and Karen, you know, throw it up there on you all's page, because a lot of times I'm listening to the podcast, and I want to follow some people or check out their, their Twitter feed, 
and I can't remember their name or I misspell it or, you know, whatever. So uh, you might want to jump on that. Lastly, um, the Mavs in the Southwest Division, we're usually the kings of that, but we can't get any farther than that. Um, I think the trade <clears throat> for Brendan Haywood, uh, Deshaun Stevenson, especially him because he brings grittiness and toughness and that gangster attitude that the Mavs don't have. And Kawan Butler really helped us out. We were anointed the, the Laker killers last season, but we just didn't have enough time to jail, and we didn't get that far in the playoffs. Um, I hate the Spurs on top of that, and I'm glad that everyone outside of Miami realizes that we were robbed in that finals a couple seasons ago. Really, the referees had Miami Heat jerseys under their shirts. And that's a little known ah. fact. Um, and losing that finals wasn't really what put us down. That wasn't really what set us back mentally, even though we, we lack mental toughness. It was the following season when we ran rough shot through the regular season, got to the playoffs, and got eliminated by Golden State in the first round. Yep. That's what really, that was the nail in the coffin for us. It wasn't losing the finals because they came back hungry. It was getting set out in the first round. So I stay optimistic about them. Hopefully, you know, it's still my squad. Hopefully, we do something this season. But like you said, you know, you don't see anybody coming out the West and beating the Lakers. I think we do have the best chance, but, you know, that's why you play the game. Right. Hope you all have a great show. Hope it's a lot shorter than, it was, than the first message was. I'll call it y'all later. <laughs> Yeah, that was Sting. He actually left two messages because the first one was like six, seven minutes or something. Yeah. But he called back and thank you for uh, doing that, cool. man. Yes, thank you. Um, and yeah, okay. First of all, the DLC and the subscription fees that they're charging. What's the DLC? Downloadable content. That's okay. like like what we talked about when you download Sonic Episode One. Oh, okay, like okay. Um, but you can also can do it with level levels. You can also do it with like um. Like on your Fable game, you might have a downloadable content that's like, hey, get a new suit of armor. Yes. It costs 500 points or something. Yes, and I say hell no, but yes. Well, that that kind of stuff is DLC, and sometimes it actually can make it so that your game isn't compatible with your friend's game, so you almost have to get it. I played games where it was like, hey, you don't have this thing for Crackdown, so you can't play unless you go get this. Now, I don't mean, that's normally the free ones. Okay, okay. That's normally the free ones, but, you know. Okay. But um yeah, so definitely man, that is to me I have no problem with downloadable content. Uh, I actually have no problem with the subscription fees because you can offer, you can opt to pay them or not. Um, you know, if EA Sports started charging me a subscription fee to play Madden online, I just would not buy that game anymore. Um, but, you know, you can always talk with your wallet. And the same thing is true for um, the... The, you buy a used game and now you want to go use Madden's online whatever to, to play it I understand why they do it I'm, I'm not as down with that I mean I think that's kind of shady hey I bought the game whether I bought it used or new is really not your concern but you know whatever if they if you're willing to pay for it I understand why they why they do it. I just you know think it's shady. I have a question. How do they know if your game is new or used? Well, when you register your game, there's like a number. It's like a fingerprint on each game. So if I go online and I play your video game, uh, they should be able to tell. Okay, this is Rod's video game because my username tag is attached to it. My Xbox number, my serial serial number, that's attached to okay. it. My uh, you know my Xbox Live subscription, that's attached to it so they know who's playing it plus they make you create uh, a gamer profile on their system so now if I actually switch that disc out and put another one in there that's not brand new it should recognize like hey wait a minute you are using a used game that's been attached to somebody else's profile before now you need to pay for this shit hell no well I, I mean that's up to you honestly it depends but, on the game because yeah. If online is a big component of the game, because you don't really go online with the games you play, but That's true. if it's Halo and I bought the game partially because I do want to go online, I probably will pay it. But what they're trying to do is give me an incentive to go buy the game new. 
No, I still come out, I still win, because I'm not paying full price. Depends on how much they charge, and depends on how much you pay. So you got some math to do. That's true, too. You can't just say, you know, if they only charging a couple dollars, then hey, fuck it, I'm in. But if they're actually going to charge me 40 more dollars, and I bought the game for 40 dollars, now I just paid 20 dollars more than if I were to just go buy the game new. So, you know, there's just a lot of complex math to it. I mean, I guess not complex, but... You have to figure the shit out, and True. you know I feel like it's shady, but they gotta get in where they can get in because they aren't getting anything on the on the market for resold games. And that's true. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and talk. Look at our reviews. We had a review this week um, from the People's Critic, a guy who calls the show every once in a while. Cool. Love the podcast. I listen to a lot of podcasts at work, and your show definitely gets me through the, these long, those long days at the office. I know it's not easy to do, but you both make it seem effortless. I absolutely love that concussion episode. The NFL has done a terrible job addressing the issue. It was good to hear a player speak out about what actually, uh, about what actually along the sidelines. I guess it means happens along the sidelines. And at practice. I hope more and more players hold the NFL accountable with this issue. Uh, keep up the good work and I'll keep tuning in. Um, thank you very thank much, you. People's Critic. And yes, this was a helpful review. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I just thank him for responding. I thank you for the nice review. And, you know, the concussion episode, like I said, I was concerned because I was like, don't know how funny I can make this shit. But people seem to really like it and I'm just glad it worked out. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be able to have uh, more guests like that on in the future. That's um, true. Because not only are we here to crack jokes and stuff, but, hey, we learn and we want we want to share the things that we learn with you guys. Yeah, I'm just here to crack jokes. I don't know. Karen's, uh, Karen trying to teach y'all shit. All right? I say be I ignorant. am. Now, I'm about saving money and things like that. And, you know, any creative tips I have, I will bring them up. So I was listening to Chonilla, uh, their podcast, Chonilla.com. Yes, sir. I need to get that um, and they were talking about black hair mm-hmm. versus white hair for mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. Does white hair grow faster than black hair? Because I don't know. Okay, this Shirley was saying it does. It's what what I've learned over the time between black hair and white hair, and I guess because I've had this conversation a lot. Um, I think a lot is just the texture of our hair. Uh, most white people's hair produce oil. That's why they have to shower and bathe, which I love, you know, the strawberries and cream smell on your hair and things like that, because you have to wash the oil after your hair. Yes, there is nothing that smells better than a white woman in the morning when you're walking into work. Fellas, am I right? You get in the elevator smelling like peaches and cream. Yes. You just want to go up behind them and just... I know. Some berry and raisins. I know that that them 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 the the smells are awesome, guys. But mm. it's just a difference in your hair. Your hair produces oil. Black people say it's not produce oil. We have to add oil to our hair, yes. or else our hair will break and shed. And um, for a lot of white people, if they don't wash their hair, their hair will get oily and matted. And yeah, because the smell is completely different. Because there's nothing worse than getting in the elevator when it's raining outside and. A white woman is sitting in there with you, and you're like, oh, man, who let the dogs out? Am I right, fellas? <laughs> Racism. Yes, yes. I did, I did not say that. That's right. That's right speaking. Um, but there is a difference. Um, hair grows at whatever rate it grows. Um, I think every individual person's hair grows at its own rate. I think for a lot of black people, a, a lot of... Uh, there are black people with long, beautiful hair. Um, but because uh, our hair grows, our hair doesn't grow straight. Our hair grows wavy uh, and curly, just at the roots. So it just takes a lot of more maintenance, a lot more care that has to go on with it. Uh, so, yes, our hair can grow, and it can grow limbs. I'm just lazy, so I cut mine off. I just don't like to deal with hair. Um, but for a lot of white people, their hair grows at a different um just grows differently. And I think, too, on the average, their hair actually grows longer than ours. You know, not that our hair can't grow, but, you know, a lot of white people, they sit on their hair. You find some black people like that, but most black people is not going to sit on their hair. Well, the other thing I notice is just, you know, black hair grows twice as hard. It grows twice as fast as white hair, but because of racism, it's always getting held down. That's you don't see that with white hair. True. I'm tired of the fucking white hair privilege 
that is going on in America. I see the commercials. That's not true. I love my hair. And they did a thing on Sesame Street with a little puppet that said that she was singing about loving her hair and the braids and When you going like to go that. natural then? No, I'm not. You don't going love it natural. that much. Anyway, <laughs> so I see uh, I had a little GameStop debate with this dude on Twitter. I can't remember his username right now. But look, man, you cannot advocate GameStop hustling customers. And then get mad because our podcast was like, here's how you get back over on GameStop. They create the market. This is when you when you provide a product, you create the tone. So if GameStop really did want people to stop trying to be shifty and get over on them, there's a very easy solution to that. Double check the quality of your games and make sure that your shit is out on time. You know what I'm saying? Just make sure, hey, look. I don't want you taking a game home that doesn't work. But I've sold games to GameStop where I knew the game didn't work and they didn't check shit. So and it's like if you can just double check the quality on some things, you actually would solve half of your problem. But because we know you're half-assing it and you have it in your... What you've basically done is write into your policy that we will half-ass you. Okay? Here's, you got a month to return the game and exchange it. You got seven days to see if it's playable. So yeah. now you put the work on me to see if your shit you sold me works. And on top of that, I better beat it in 30 days and find the glitch because if I mess around and take longer than that and I find it, you know, three months later, because, you know, some games you stop and yeah. start or yeah. they might be kind of like other games where it's like it might take you months, especially if you try yeah. to the get scratch, all the upgrades. Scratch might not fuck with the game until the 12th level. Which yeah. might have took me over seven days to get to. Well, now guess what? I'm stuck with the fucking game. So I mean, it's just hey, look, they control the tone. Don't be trying to tell me how, man. I recognize them because I'm a hustler. If you're a hustler, then you should be identifying with the people that go in there and say, look, dog, um, why don't you take this broke ass game and give me some cash? Or, you know, I'm returning this game that I bought seven days ago because that's what's in your policy. Yeah. Then on top of that, um. Depending on the geek at the GameStop store, uh, I now I think I don't know if it's me or you. We've, I've had son actually take the, this, flip it over, look. I, I'm not taking that. They got scratches on it. But most people don't care about their damn job that much. They check yeah. it. You know, they stack up 50 games or some nerd body, and they do not have time to see if they all got scratches. Well, speaking of games, Karen, I know you said you wanted to talk a little bit about Fable Three. Mm-hmm. Some of our uh, fans have been asking you how it's going and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, you go ahead and drop. You know what? What's the main differences between Fable Three and Fable Two, in your opinion? The um, to me, the, the biggest the, the biggest thing is how you like upgrade. Um, on on Fable Two, you actually played and you get upgrades. On this one, you open up these like treasure chests to upgrade. And um, I think one another big difference is like your weapons, um, like your um, guns and your uh, sword. Uh, with this one, you get a sword. I'm um, you know, spoiler alert for people who haven't played. You get swords, and you get um, what do you call that? This long, this uh, hammer and things like that. So you get to play with different weapons. But I know in, in the in Fable Two, when you play, you hit your button again, and you automatically put it up. With this one, as you play, it stays out until a certain period of time, and then you kind of put it back up on your own, which is kind of annoying when you're trying to interact with people. You can't interact with them because you got your weapon out. Right. So it kind of causes a, a delay in the process. So that's on this game? Yeah, that's on Fable 3. Why would they do that? I have no idea. And like I said, maybe just me because I kind of noticed some differences in the game. And on top of that, uh, the um, I haven't completely finished the storyline. Um, but one thing, because I've talked to people who said they completed the whole game in like two days. And that has to be because you didn't do anything extra. You just basically followed a straight storyline. The storyline, like I said, spoiler alert again for you people out there, is um, very short. Like, it's a very, very short storyline. Um, not in a bad way, but it's short. But they have tons and tons of other things that you can do, which is what is what Fable is promoted to do. Just like the Fable 2 was not a very long storyline either, but they had so much other fun stuff for you to do that you could play for a month, month and a half and feel like you got your money's worth. I, like I said, if, if you're buying it just to play the straight storyline, don't waste your money. I had to be like that because it's a very, very short storyline. Um, and I think I like I like them both. I need to completely finish Fable 3 to actually to tell you which one I like better. But I did really enjoy Fable 2 
for the uh, bosses and things like that. Um, you would fight giants and things like that. I haven't found any giants in this particular one. Um, have you uh, gone online at all? Yes, I have gone online. Um, online can be this fun because basically it throws you into... Uh, wherever that current person is. Like, I've had somebody come on mine, and I've been on somebody else's. And you can interact with them. You can do partnerships with people where you can partner with them, and, you know, you get a fraction of their money. They get a fraction of your money. Y'all can make money off each other, real estate and things like that. So you can get partnerships that way. So it kind of actually benefits to go online. Um, the only downside about it is that I guess Fable is so detailed that they don't have any online guys because I've tried to find them. Uh, and they go so far that they stop. Well, it's a new game. It's only been out like a week, maybe two weeks. So just the gods aren't out there yet. Like a lot of times the game guys where you go to like IGN.com, it takes, they're playing the game too. So okay. they let you know when they've done everything that they can do and then they put it on there. Which makes it different because by the time I had got Fable 2, the guy was already out. So right. it made it a lot easier for me to work if I got stuck or whatever the problem issue may be. But one thing I can say, there are a lot of message boards out there about Fable and things like that. So you can educate yourself in those uh, different types of ways. But so far, it's been fun. And one thing I can say, for those of you who played Fable 2 and looking forward to Fable 3, um, it's very fun, very interactive. You can do a lot of the same things. You can get married, you can have sex, you can have kids. And this one, you can and when you walk right up to people, you can tell how gay they are. Yeah, they'll tell you, they're, they're, for real, they'll tell you if they're gay, straight, mm-hmm. like, they'll give you all the background information about them. You can even have orgies with people, and I haven't, but you can have orgies with people. What kind of game is this? What the? What are you even playing? <laughs> the, 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 playing? You have an orgy? They show the orgy? No, they kind of, you get a group of people together, you hit certain buttons, and it kind of fade and go back out, but you can hear noise, and you can hear people in the background. Man, it's some freaky-ass games. I yeah, that's, that's all. And for you to have uh, children, all games are not made for children. Just because it's video games does not mean it's made for children. Because it is adult content. They do everything short of smoking cocaine on this game. Smoking cocaine? That well, snorting cocaine. That is pretty, pretty hardcore. <laughs> so uh, that's my fable update for those of you that have been asking. All right, cool. Well, look, man, we got to get out of here. We got another show tomorrow with our friend Patrice. Yes. Um, Looking forward to that. From HelenHardays.com, or actually she changed it to a Tumblr site now, but we will have her on here tomorrow, and really looking forward to that. I am too. One of the people I look up to in the um, internet game. She's a hustler, baby. And um, (laughs) make sure you look up the podcast, The Blackout Tips, on Facebook, iTunes, and Podomatic. Uh, go to theblackouttips.com. Look on the right-hand side. There's a column there. There's a button there that says donate so we can live our dreams. Donate that on that button, please. Give us some PayPal money. And, um, you know, also make sure you follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'm say that again. That is in VAT. I'm thinking about getting me a t-shirt that says that. And also, let's get, uh, um, let's get... Make uh, <laughs> sure you email us at theblackouttips at gmail.com. And, um... Until next time, I love you. You too, baby. Mwah.